everybody, and welcome back to Advanced Kayak Angler Podcast, live from, well, not live for you, live for me, at my work again. Uh, still trying to figure things out while they're building our house and we're moving. Got an offer, so that's good. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and get with it. Bring on Drew Gregory. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good, man. It's good to talk to you. How's the kids? Kids are good. Growing up way too fast, man, like everyone says. So it's it's... It's totally cliche, but it's also very true and why everyone is always correct when they say it goes by fast. So enjoy it while you can. So That's we're trying to do our best. And, uh, dude, it looks like you and I are in a similar situation. I'm remote today, basically at a like a university kind of near my house. And so we got the blank walls and different setting. But I got a good signal. I can hear you good. So we should have a good time. I got to step up my headphone game. Yours are a lot like manlier i don't know i don't know i mean they're big and bulky i can't really wear a hat when i do it which whatever <laughs> but it works yeah. cool well the reason i'm having you on is your new series uh pack adventure series <laughs> man i watched your video one of y'all um on youtube and facebook i think three times now trying to you know want to prepare for the show I'll just start with, I am absolutely blown away by the amount of effort it must take to get a brand new trail off the ground. And I'll tell you what, and I wrote this down because I thought it was important. You have a master's in sports marketing. You were a TV show show host, obviously a tournament angler, the father, family man, um, and a tournament director for River Bass and You've obviously, you have all these great relationships with companies and people that you've met throughout, you know, the last 10 plus years. I don't think anybody else in our sport or in the world could put a trail together like this. It, it, it seems like maybe the older I get, the more I appreciate how whenever I was younger, yeah. I was in the military. I, I think I felt like everybody is the same, like I'm just one of millions but you are such and but the older i get the more i find out how different everybody is and everybody has their own you know skills competencies and things that we're not as good at and you have found a way to take everything that you've done <laughs> over your professional career you know and put it all together yeah. into one thing and i'm i'm just blown away <laughs> yeah thanks man i actually kind of realized the exact same thing you just said when like so many people messaged me, you know, over the last few years, like, you know, bring river bassin back or do something like, kind of like, I'm thinking the, I'm enjoying fishing tournaments. Why are you guys, why don't you guys start that? But I kind of realized like you just did, like, there's just a reason why they, they haven't. Cause it's, they, they don't have, they're not in the position that I'm in with the ability to do it with the free time with I work in the industry. So it can, it's all mm -hmm. considered part of like, part of what I do as well, since it's going to be a benefit for my sponsors who already support me for the kayak company I work with and all the other kayak manufacturers that uh super close and friends with that I'm excited that we have so many kayak manufacturers all together to bring some unity, you know, to a, a series. And I, I kind of realized the same thing, Dan, like it, it's either me or, and it's kind of a burden that I either have to shoulder a bear or, or whatever. And it's, I don't mean burden in a bad way, but it's kind of like, yeah if this is ever going to happen, we're going to do something unique and different, um, you know, that lets people, you know, again, other people's words, not mine, but sort of like the people that were messaging me, they were like, Hey, we, we enjoy kayak fishing the way that, uh, you know, that, that you got into it for just kind of 
the simplicity of it and in a competitive way, you know, it's getting harder for for them to compete in other series other or other, you know, national series. And that's that's fine because those series have good reasons and their reasons for making the rules the way they've made them. But mm-hmm. but I knew as a tournament, you know, former tournament director and, and like you said, uh, all the my I don't know, whatever resume. I know there it, there is an like an opening for something like this that is a little bit less intimidating, more of a like like you and I at the beginning, you know, with these boondoggles we used to have and the river bass and rodeos yeah. and the fun campouts and the get togethers, because the other side of things and it's it's such a compliment to those other series that are and I and I fish them and still am going to fish them, you know, you know Bassmaster and Hobie and KBF like they're they're pushing us into into new levels in their direction with they're like the elite series they're major league fishing there it's getting so awesome and what they're doing is incredible but then there's something that it's kind of like an opening for something you know in in this level here that's not pro and and now i mean having said that you know we we're aware that it's still serious it's still serious it's still complicated quite frankly because we have uh $150 $150 entry fee to the individual division and a 150 for the team, which, which two man team. So that's 75 bucks a person. If you did the individual division and the team, you're still spending $225, which is kind of, you know, up there. But because of that, and when we have, we're expecting, you know, good numbers of people into the hundreds, uh, you know, we're expecting some good turnouts. You're going to have good payouts because of that. So there yeah. to be, you know, but the, the beauty is we feel like we're only doing, six it's a low number we're we're here to support and love just everybody in the industry it doesn't matter we want to support all those other tournament trails because local tournament series like we're only going to be in one region where there's local clubs one time and that we're only in your region one time so if you want to partner with us cool if you want to you know schedule kind of leave our weekend free so your guys can come experience it cool but we want to give those club directors and, and people a, ch- a chance even to be on our stage, you know, in the theater on our stage, which we'll get into and, and let them talk about what's happening because we might be able to pull some people in just through our reach that, that maybe never really even kayaked fish as much or didn't hear about these local clubs. But then once we leave and they had fun fishing a tournament, they're like, well, I want to do this again. Well, yeah. we're only there one day or whatever, one week a year. So what are they going to do? Well, local club, they're going to get connected with their local club. Hopefully we're going to, they're going to, especially if, if they're there at the you know show and they see who that director is and some of those anglers kind of get to know them and build that community, or maybe they're going to go fish it, you know, look at the Hobie schedule or the Bassmaster or the KBF and find somewhere else to go. Um, Cause most people are probably just going to fish one to three of ours total. I would, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Man. I, I guess we'll start with, we'll kind of go backwards how you did on your show and we'll talk yeah. about where you're going to do them first. Sure. Um, the, is, is that okay with you? Yeah. I've got, I've got slides here. If you want to present them, yeah, uh, let's do it. I got slides. Yeah. Here we go. Do I have to click it or no? I, oh, I you got it. Okay, cool. Just want to click it. Uh, there we go. All right. So the first one, May third, and I had written them all down. I was really prepared here. Yeah, you had it already. Now like visuals for people who are, are watching this uh, podcast. That, that's another thing that I wrote down is that the the branding, like somebody who's really good at this, I, you know, somebody could have taken like the All American Kayak Series. They kind of start off smaller. They work their way up. 
you're yes. able to go because you're you've been doing you know you've been doing like i said you've been doing all this for so long that you're able to just ramp it up from the start and not have to work your way up i mean i'm sure it will grow but right uh yeah, but the branding is amazing. You've got your hashtags. Right. Like you it's it's obviously oh, yeah. truly well thought out, you know. We've been working on it since uh probably November or December. That's how long. Wow. Uh, and so people don't understand that. Like my life is consumed, you know, I've got other responsibilities with with Crescent and for my sponsors and I'm fishing tournaments and whatever. I'm, you know, do, having a decent season again on um I think I'm 10th at AOI for Bassmasters with one event left, so maybe I can I doubt I'm going to be repeating, but you know maybe I can get close to get the top 5 or something. But I got yeah. all that going on, but at the same time like I, I, most I mean a lot of my time has been spent over the winter, November, December, I mean just thinking about everything and making this, like I said, something that's totally different from what else is out there because we don't need something that's the same again. You know what I mean? There's a lot of similar trails out there, you know, that are, that are awesome. There's no room for that. What we need, if anything, is something just totally different that, and that's kind of what this is. And so our branding here, you can see it's a, every one of them, it's the kayak adventure series. They all have a festival name to them because of, there is an opening and closing ceremony to it. And the opening ceremony is kind of where you come, you get checked in, uh, stuff like that, but it's live music. It's, it's, you know, games, food trucks. It could be at a brewery, wherever at different places, different cities were at different places, but that's the fun opening ceremonies. And, uh, the closing ceremonies is the one on Saturday before we go to the theater for the awards. But basically the, what I'm saying is they all have this cool festival theme. And, um, you know, at the, the Saturday festival, we're going to have bouncy houses and same music, food trucks, Toyota truck demos, ATV demos at some of them, uh, kayak demos, which is super important to yeah, get the dealers. You finally got Toyota in the sport. I, yeah, I know you yeah, had talked them. about that before. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I want to get our hopes too much up, but they're, they're in it to some little degree, and that – is all that matters just keep getting their attention right like that Heck we yeah. that we matter that it, not that we I mean, we know we matter but it's like we matter in a very big way because 500 to 700,000 fishing kayaks are sold a year compared to 9,000 brand new bass boats fiberglass bass boats so there's aluminum and stuff like that i'm sure that they, john boats, they've got but, tundras we've got tacomas yeah exactly so they're they're uh, they're going to be in and so, and I believe bonus bucks is going to count too, down to potentially like five year or I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see if it's three year, five year newer truck that they allow for bonus bucks. So, wow. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Sholy Palooza is where we're starting. And by the way, this graphic is is kind of old. It's the only one that doesn't have the town on there. But this one just says Georgia. But we're actually just finalized that we're going to have it in Thomaston, Georgia. So that's right near the Flint River. So Thomaston, Georgia, and we're going to be at the Ritz Theater right there in downtown Thomaston for the awards. So that's exciting. That this we're calling it Shoaly Palooza because man, that's right in the heart of Shoal Bass Water, and we're going to have uh, lakes every stop except for the Susquehanna stop. We'll get to later. Every stop has lakes and rivers and bounds because we want. What's unique about the series is we want it basically. You know, I, I could have made the hashtag Choose Your Adventure, but I think that's too used by other companies and yeah. people. Someone choose your adventure, but that's kind of what the kayak adventure series is. You choose your adventure. So if you're a lake per- angler, flat water, cool. We're going to have water that's in balance for you. If you are a river creek angler, cool. We got that. If you are a motor angler, cool. Use it. If you're not a non-motor angler, cool. But the good news for you is you can launch from any public access anywhere. And you can portage over logs and things. So think about it. You actually have 
there's a big, I mean, I won the AOI from Ho, for Hobie and Bassmaster again. And it well, in Bassmaster. Obviously they had motors were allowed, never yeah. use it, never used a graph. Hobie never used uh, a motor in pre-fishing, never used uh, a graph or anything in, in the tournament. So the point is, but when you have the rules and the, and the boundaries and all the, the accessing and the, the ability to portage structure correctly, everyone kind of has their equal chance. It's actually very, very fair because you got to look at it like this. It's a positive that we're allowing motors because you as an angler, if you love to just take three rods and a little 10 and a half, 11 foot kayak and a Creek or river and access from someplace, it's difficult. The motor guys having motors completely eliminates them from being in your water because they're, they're going to use their motor. They're going to access somewhere where that is accomplishable if that makes if that's a word yeah it's achievable to actually which is generally a boat ramp you know they're going to launch so therefore you know you're you're you have water to your uh, to yourself and now you're kind of just in competition with other anglers who kind of fish your style they're in competition with people that fish their style and quite frankly they kind of need motors on the lakes with the wind and to get around and compete with the, the bass boats and other anglers that are going to be on their water where you probably just have to compete against people in the tournament if you're a, a backwater but it's it's you know like you can sneaky access even parts of lakes that a motor guy can't can't and you could be there first now the rest of the day the motor guy is going to have an advantage over you because he is going to be moving around going quicker but you can still pull out and go to other places with little small boats so it's kind of like just you choose your adventure your style you want to use panoptics and live scope and all that stuff cool um but it's it's great because it just lets people do what they love to do what they want to do it keeps all the sponsors in in the game which helps the overall you know trail survive and and bring more cool stuff for the anglers so surely palooza in georgia may 3rd and 4th 2024 can't wait to see how many people catch their first shoal bass or a pb okay. shoal bass i mean around the country you know it's just a reason to come down to georgia and catch this rare fish i've caught two over seven pounds i've got two that were seven pounds two ounces caught one that was 24 and a quarter inches a biologist measured it was there with me fisheries biologist uh it's the longest shoal bass i still have ever seen so they're in there it's gonna be fun and uh, if you think for some reason this is river bass in part two and you think everyone's going to be fishing rivers and creeks and you're a, a lake angler, then guess what? You have a huge advantage. If there's going to be no one in the lakes, it's just going to be you and a couple other people. Then that's the reason because largemouth still count and Alabama's and smallmouth and all these places, they still count. So it doesn't matter where you catch them, flat or moving water. <laughs> I love that part of it, that everybody's going to be spaced out. Rivers, creeks, yeah. backwater, main lake, different bodies of water. I mean, it's, yeah. It's your, it's your puzzle I, to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. basically we let people fish an hour from our headquarters, from that theater, where the, you know, the closing ceremonies festival is going to be in that area, that town. You get to fish within an hour. And we just list it on the website, which is live later this month, uh, here in September. We list all the, the rivers and um lakes that are within an hour that you have on your um, boundary eligible you know water map on the website they're clearly listed which ones they are and think of them they're they're called your core bodies of water and if something is free flowing into a core body of water whether it's a lake or river all game even if there's a spillway dam you, you can go above that spillway dam if you want put in above it we don't care the only we will have a red line there if it's if it's a boundary up uh, above a dam you know that it'll be very easy to understand um our you know whole eligible water it's gonna be pretty easy to understand so we got it dialed in and the way it should be let's yeah let's be honest here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean if, 
we got into this for that reason. I got into yeah. this at the very beginning to fish places where boats can't go because it's kind of getting not as fun on lakes and lakes are kind of always gradually getting worse. They have their years that go up and down, but overall they're like, it's like the opposite of land value that always kind of going up or the stock market's always kind of going up, even though it has its ups and downs. Lakes are, are always getting worse. I mean, over time, they're just gradually getting worse because we kill the grass and we, so you know, they're, I got into this. They're just the getting stuff. older and older and older. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. It's, they're just getting silted in by yeah. the lakes. I mean, by the rivers and creeks. And that's just going to keep making them. Now you can do things to fix them, like put in, you know, Habitat, uh, pelagic, think, yeah. yeah, bait fish. And, and if they let the grass grow, then that's, then that helps. It gives, and there's a lot of great lakes out there. And the lakes we're going to aren't these main lakes that you heard of. They're all these smaller lakes that don't get the pressure. So trust me, these lakes are awesome. Uh, a lot of the smaller lakes we're going to around the country and some of the places we go up north, which we can uh, flip onto the next slide if you want. Because yeah, the lakes up, up north, they don't spray grass like they do down south. They, in general, they leave, most of them, they leave the grass, you know, fairly. Okay, I, oh, I have to hit it. There we go. I didn't realize I had to hit it. Now, now that you got it on the screen, I have to control it. So, uh, Whitehall, Michigan is stop number two, Wild Whitehall. And that one is going to be, you see a largemouth and a smallmouth on the graphic there, a battle between largemouth and smallmouth. Because the cool thing about this tournament is there are, Whitehall, Michigan is is on the, uh, like, east side of Lake Michigan. And all the rivers that flow into it form these lakes before they get in there. And then there's a narrow, just teeny little narrow shipping canal that gets you out to Main Lake michigan proper so that's your boundary you can't go into main lake michigan so you can fish the lakes like muskegon lake and white lake and uh, spring lake and the grand river you know all right there that just it deltas out if you want to call it bays out into these just very good size flat water but there's actually about 10 lakes some of them are smaller that um that actually go free flowing go into the lake north of Whitehall and south of Whitehall. So it's really cool. you got all those lakes that are in play, and you've got a lot of rivers, all the rivers feeding them in play to the east, you know, that flow in, flow into it. So in the free-flowing rivers, you again, I, I've fished it once, so I don't know if this is 100% true, but, you know, you got to imagine your smallmouth, they're probably going to focus more on that moving water, um, and then you're going to get largemouth and, and smallmouth in the lakes, but more, you're going to find your largemouth there in the vegetation, you know, in the lakes, so, and they get big. I mean, I went up there and caught some big ones um, when I was just there for a demo day uh, early, early this year and caught some real nice fish. And they, I mean, you can catch six, you know, five, six, seven pounders up there. Uh, I was looking mouth. at the map earlier before the show and man, it's really interesting place to fish and how you would choose water and strategy. Like, you know, if you're going to ramp up it whole new strategy. Cool. Yeah. It brings a whole new yeah. element to the game. That's going to be exciting. And then, you know, we'll kind of touch on different elements while we go through here, but it's a day and a half format. So it starts on Friday. These opening ceremonies are on Thursday, like I said, which, which is nice because it doesn't start till three o'clock on Friday. No pre-fishing allowed on Friday morning. You know, it's just 3 p.m. start and three to seven. Oh, so you, you can't pre-fish on Friday. No. That, that was one of the questions I had. Yeah, you cannot. And so the reason is we have, we have, uh, we want people to, come together and, and develop relationships and form friendships and with their wives, families, kids, whoever, each other. We wanted built in time for that. And so when you come, the opening ceremonies, you can be up as late as you want because no one has to get up early in the morning for Friday. You can't. You're not allowed. I mean you can get up and scout, you can rig, you can do all you want on Friday. 
um, and we actually have seminars on Friday morning. It's uh, it's pro- hopefully it's going to be sponsored by Bass University or Black Rifle. Um, we're talking with both those companies right now about potentially being the headline sponsor of the brunch on Friday. So Bass U Bass U brunch or Black Rifle brunch. It's like ten to twelve. We're going to have seminars. Think like Jeff Little, myself, other celebrities that I'll bring in. It's totally optional and voluntary. You know, ten to twelve. You just come spool up rig up while you're listening to a seminar while you're eating some food but the point is it doesn't start till 10 that gives you the opportunity you could be up as late as you want having fun on thursday pushing each other in the bushes you know i was going to ask about you said that on the other one too what is pushing are you used to pushing people in the bushes well, sure, dude. I mean, come on. And back in college, back in the day, you know, you have a little, have a little too much to drink. Maybe it's a little late. Next thing you know, you're pushing your buddies in the bushes. I don't know. Um, all right. <laughs> so if you get a little crazy, all I'm saying is on Thursday night, the point is you can stay up late. You can have fun. You can get yeah. a little crazy if you want to, or even if you don't mean to, it's okay. It's not going to hurt your chances at the tournament because you don't get in the water until three. And quite frankly, you can still make it. It's 10 a.m. to that uh, brunch right for the seminars if you want to be a part of that on friday and then that's over at noon you still have three hours to do more rigging set shuttles scout whatever you want to do to where you can get on the water at three and that's three to seven as you, you fish and then there's nothing going on you know friday night get to bed as early as you can get to bed get on the water for saturday all day saturday end at three and then um come back for the festival and then uh, around six o'clock head we all go to the theater for the awards so Anyway, so all that I, I, to say. I like this too. Like I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think you meant it this way, but like let's say I want to go up there and fish. I drive from Alabama. I go up there and fish an event. It's over on Saturday evening. You know, I, I know you set this up where it's you know fun for the family. Like yeah. they can come out too. But as but like up there, if my wife wants to fly into grand rapids or detroit they can fly in saturday she doesn't lose any vacation time they fly in saturday then we take a driving vacation back home which i yeah exactly stuff like that can go down people could fly in for the event um the other thing i will say is for for like the point was to end on saturday so people will be there at the results in these cool historic theaters with the marquees you're going to be in air conditioning you're going to have real lighting you know a real stage the anglers just get this cool experience and we're showing pictures and uh, and videos of your catches on the big screen behind you. I have an, a, a production crew that's going to go out and follow and film people. On top of that, we're encouraging and more likely most of the footage is going to come from the anglers. So you're saying, well, why Why would the anglers, you know, some of them film themselves already, but this, this is just going to encourage them to film themselves even more because they got a chance to get their videos on the big screen, right? If they have a, one or two cool catches we'll show as they're coming across the stage. And, and Alex Rudd is an MC with me. So we'll be asking them questions, talking about oh, that. Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> but um, so, I mean, the, the idea is to have him up there with me. I think we can keep it light. We can keep it fun. We can just keep everyone just not feeling like a lot of pressure and stress because these tournaments can, they can get to people with yeah. stress and like, Oh, this is like, Oh, you know, like serious. Well, it is, but we're going to keep it light and fun. But, you know, so, yeah, the fishing is serious. You want to win. But we'll show those pictures and videos. And then on top of that, we're going to air this all on uh, most likely my outdoor TV. It looks like they've, they're the ones who want to uh, be our, our TV partner to air six episodes. So each one of these events will be an episode on my outdoor TV is our broadcast partner. And then boom. Uh, so why would you not film yourself knowing that, that if you get a good clip, you know, we're going to have a way to submit that through our website. We're actually testing it in October and uh, submit it through our website. 
and so you'll, uh, like you'll a minute, log or, in. minute or less. Yeah, a minute or less. Okay. You submit a clip, a good clip, and then you just simply put the date that the clip was and and any comments about it. So we we Alex Rudd and I can be talking about it uh, oh, like on the post. TV show. Yeah, right. So we know oh, okay. we're going to also, of course, be filming the results so that we have he and I talking to you on the stage as B-roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you got the B-roll of you catching that fish as well so that, that our audio, our conversation on stage could potentially be paired with that for the show. But we need as much, we need a little information so you can add in some comments like what you caught it on and whatnot, you know, on that submission, then submit it, you know, less than like a minute clip. You submit it and then you could have it the chance to be on the TV show episode. It doesn't have to be like some big fish. It could be a crazy fight. You could flip over. Uh, you could have seen a deer swimming across deer the river and you filmed, attacking. you filmed a deer. Yeah. A goose could attack you. You never know, man. <laughs> so that's the idea with the, uh, I think people are going to film themselves more in this series because of that, knowing that. And oh. that's the idea. And then on top of all that, Dan, we'll have a, a big award from GoPro. Who's uh, the main oh, sponsor really? of this, this whole thing where whoever has the best like edit, I don't even think we've shared this yet. So this is like new breaking no, news, uh-uh. but whoever has the best edit do, do, of, do, do, breaking, yeah, breaking. of stop number Sorry. one. So I'll back up the slide <laughs> here so in Whitehall, Michigan on the big screen in the theater, we're going to share the best video edit from Shirley Palooza. See what I'm saying? And then whoever oh, has okay. the edit, whoever's the, the winner of the GoPro's epic edit. I think that's what we're going to call that award. Um, then they get this giant GoPro package. I mean, like thousands of just tons of stuff from GoPro and uh, it's the Epic edit. So that's the idea is um, to film yourself. So you can either be on the big screen, be on the TV show or win this huge, you know, package with a cool edit of your experience. So anyway, that's uh, that's it. Now the next good. Well, can you also talk about? Uh, I know mm-hmm. you had talked about new canoes. I put up a, a kayak for yeah, um, kind of the philanthropy part of the trail, which I thought was awesome. Yes, we're raising money for charity and the local river keepers. So, you know, in Georgia, we'll be raising money for the shoal bass through the local Flint River keeper who will be there. And you know, I want to have Doctor Salmon. So I know you've talked to, or maybe you've at least heard on heard him on my. Oh yeah, I've heard him. Or hopefully he's going to do one of the seminars there for the 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 bass you or whatever we call it, the brunch on Friday about shoal bass. But anyway, we're going to raise money for the local Flint River keeper and all any river keepers in the area at these events and through the the kayak raffle uh, at each event. So there's a kayak manufacturer that's sponsoring that's that's presented by at each one of these. And oh. uh, so right now there's there's four already confirmed and a fifth one's pretty much confirmed but four confirmed i can tell you who they are i mean it's new canoe a crescent um the osprey inflatables that innovative sportsman and jeff little yeah, are, okay. are making they're really cool and um bonafide those four manufacturers are already in and a, a couple more are uh, about to probably join as well and and we'll we'll have one for each event and then what we'll do is we'll have that donation not go to the winner but go to a raffle someone will win it and then it, all the proceeds go to pediatric cancer in this first season to support you know all those the, the kids you know that unfortunately it's it's sad you know uh, but but i know alex yeah. Rudd, you know him he works with that punt foundation we're going to use those guys and, and try to get money to help support those families who are going through a very tough time um so Together we can make a difference, you know. Together, as a dad, there's. I mean, you can look at yeah. Jeff Mallett's granddaughter. I mean, mm-hmm. it's especially when, whenever you become a dad and you see kids who are, you know, in a bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just. Just want to do whatever you can, man. It's, yeah, it's so tough. Yeah. So, the um, the next one will be, um, 
Ozarkana and Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And that's like Lake Wapapello. Again, these lakes that you've probably never heard of, but I mean, I've seen 29 pounds win a tournament there in the spring. So it's got some fish in it. But uh, Wapapello and Clearwater Lake, Duck Creek Conservation Area Lake. There's there's multiple lakes inbounds, and then you got all the rivers, the Ozark Rivers. Um, Poplar Bluff is the gateway to the Ozarks. That's what that city is is tagline is. So they're right there where the mountains start. So you, if you go to the north and the west at all above the, the city, you're going to see more like kind of clear Ozarky kind of looking streams, more smallmouth dominated, but there's spotted bass and largemouth as well. And then around the, the city of Poplar Bluff. South, it's, it's southeast. East. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's south. If people oh, it's don't like know, it's like three and a half hours from Nashville. It's very yeah. Close. I mean, you're I mean, it's, it's Missouri, you're right it's, there in the like Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, yeah. southeast, southwest Illinois, kind of you know where they all meet. Yeah, so. very close for yeah. for a lot of the you know bass fishing population, even though it's Missouri. But it's going to be cool because that that's going to be another battle between largemouth and smallmouth. I think. I think. We don't know what's going to happen. You can kind of pick your poison. I mean, Duck Creek Conservation Area, that lake has just vegetation. It basically looks like headwaters down in Florida where they filled up a, a rectangle. And it's in the Mississippi River floodplain. So that lower elevation, that warmer you know, seasonal temperature, and there's cypress trees even in it. So you, so you could be frogging uh. for largemouth at some of that water that's to the south and you know, oxbows from the lakes, I mean, from the rivers and places like that, you can find that are more, again, you think, think like uh, below the, the fall line where you are in Alabama and the Southeast, yeah. your rivers get windy and they get a little bit more stained. They get a little bit better, large mouthy. They create oxbows. You got all that to the South of the city. So you've got a little bit potentially warmer water, a little bit better, maybe largemouth habitat. So do you go large mouthing down there and it's spotted bass or, and I'm, I'm there's smallmouth there too, I'm sure. But, you know, you're kind of focusing on that uh, in Duck Creek Conservation Area or some of the lakes, you know, or do you go smallmouth? And, and so it's, it's crazy. It's going to be a good event. Uh, we got the historic Rogers Theater that's there. That's awesome to be at. And I can't wait to uh, for you guys to see it. Papa Bluff's going to be fun because there's a place called Happy's. It's right across from the theater. They're holding all the opening and closing ceremonies. And it's this giant sports bar that's got um a stage inside for live music it's got pool tables darts all the games it's got a beer garden across the street in the block that they own it all and it's just like a cornhole and all the fun stuff is out there all the tables and uh you know umbrellas and stuff a place to just hang out and, and drink and just chill and they got Heck the yeah. uh, the cool lights over the over the street and in the cobble cobblestone street there it's just awesome but the coolest thing about Happy's man is that every one of these tournaments has an after party a designated after party location and You're we're going to go to language that's right we're going to because again think about it guys the reason why we're doing this friday saturday is so we can end on saturday so people will be there and be able to celebrate and have fun all together and they don't have to run back home to work because it's sunday you know and people can be there at the theater to, to celebrate and clap and cheer for their friends and family who get the awards right but also to be able to hang out late into the night and have fun with each other so this happy's has a stage with karaoke and we're going to do kayak, oh, kayak angler kayak angler karaoke and uh it's going to be a good time when everyone already has nothing else to get up for the next day uh and they can just have fun and let loose on saturday night i want to see they want. jody queen sing something Dude, jody, awesome. i mean he's good he's going to play he and abby abadanza is going to play are going to play music at some of these events like for the oh, okay either on thursday or saturday probably thursday the opening ceremonies because i know saturday they'll be fishing it's hard to you know know when they're gonna get back so probably thursday they're gonna do some of our live music on maybe we can get them to play at after party 
at one of the, one of the places for sure. So I like it. That's gonna be a fun one. Uh, that's July twelfth and thirteenth, and then um, the Fiesta on the Sutsky is next, August 9th and tenth, in Tawanda, Pennsylvania. Which I don't know if we said the date for uh, like for the people listening on podcast. Whitehall was June seventh and eighth. By the way, that was the second one in mm-hmm. Missouri, July twelfth and thirteenth, and then Tawanda, Pennsylvania, the, the North Branch of the Susquehanna River, August 9th and tenth, and that one is good. It's called the Fiesta on the Susky, and that is going to be a real party on that Susquehanna river because that's the only event that doesn't have any lakes, but look, it's the Susky. There are no lakes in anywhere near there to even include, but we've already established how great that fishery is and how it can handle the pressure of that many kayak anglers. Now this is just the North branch. So uh, there is a long, I mean, it's over a hundred something miles of, of water and you've got the, uh, the Chemung river that goes off to the North and to the West. And you've got the North branch that goes to the North and to the East and that's right around the border of New York and Pennsylvania is where that split is. So you can go up either one of those a ways. And then you guys will see it all when the website comes out, the boundaries. And then south, you can go to Tunkhannock, the, the town of Tunkhannock. And every tributary that flows into that river, that's all inbounds and legal, too. So you've got a lot of water. And again, we wanted to do this and make sure we have a lot of water, lakes and rivers, because we're prepared for four and 500 people at these events. And you can still find a, a way to be alone and not be on top of each other with that many people when you do the, the boundaries this way and it's up to you to figure out that puzzle like where you know you got to outthink your competitors sometimes yeah. too like well where's everybody else going to go it's like this local tournament i won this past week and that was the biggest key to me winning because some guys were coming downstream uh you know on the on the river i was fishing and some some were coming up behind me but i was able to get there first and think you know but but they were all in the right area to win i just happened to think about you know, what if more people show up here i've got to be the first to hit this first and that's just unfortunate the way tournament fishing is but we want to alleviate that as much as possible and let people be alone because no one has ever complained about being alone you know fishing a tournament yeah. so we're given it a big boundary so that there's the best odds of that happening you can just relax and have fun um hopefully be relatively alone for your fish and that's uh, gonna be a lot of fun that's the, the festivities there right on the river so that's gonna be a blast uh, to have the theater right there it's called the keystone theater that is literally on the river the park that we're having our opening and closing ceremony festival is right on the river it's just gonna be epic i mean because it's all right there literally on the river it's susquehanna everybody and loves it and yeah. they love it and that was actually voted the river of the year the north branch of the susquehanna was actually the 2022 river of the year for the state of pennsylvania so it's wow. uh which is a bunch of criteria that that goes into that but it's very pristine and clean and it's going to be pretty epic so cool. the next one here the last regular season event is september 6th and 7th in sock prairie wisconsin that's the wisconsin river fest and that is going to be a blast because the Wisconsin River uh, makes Lake Wisconsin that's right there. And there's another kind of unnamed lake section of the uh, of the river as well around Wisconsin Dells. It's inbound. So you got definitely a good amount of flat water. Because that's like a like nine or 10,000 acre lake, Lake Wisconsin. It's not small. You got a lot of good flat water with, with good smallmouth and largemouth. And then you've got a, a huge chunk of free-flowing river with some other rivers and creeks and tributaries that are big enough to float and fish as well that feed in there. But that one, I'm telling you right now, Christine Fisher posted this on, when she saw this, she said, this is like a quote, direct quote. The Wisconsin river is better. She thinks is better than Susquehanna. Christine said that better. I don't think that was even possible that anything (laughs) could be better than Susquehanna. 
So we might be about to expose something here. You know, that's what I, that's what I think could happen for the kayak fishing world because we need our Lake Forks and Chickamaugas and you know what I mean? Like we need that the basketball yeah. world has those, you know, Gunnersvilles. We, we need those. And we, we have some, you know, we, we know Susky's one of them. Right. And we have some other ones that are kind of our little thing that the bass boats don't really get to that also have a lot of good fish and get a big draw. But uh, this might be another one. And we are totally, I mean, I will, I've talked to the other tournament directors. I'll give the tourism department contacts to, to AJ, Steve, Chad, whoever. I mean, we're, we're not going to these places back to back to back in years. We're separating it out. If we ever go back somewhere, it's going to be like our goal is to have it be like three or four years before we ever even go back to somewhere because the whole idea and the people we are trying to cater to and attract, they want to explore new places. They want to adventure. It's the kayak adventure series. They don't want to go back. Like we, we honestly don't really even want the people who are just, I'm just waiting until a tournament comes to my backyard. Then I'm going to fish it because it's all about winning the money to me. And that's it. Well, that's kind of not really the attitude of the person we're looking for anyway. So we're fine. If we, we kind of miss that person, we want the people that want the the fellowship, the friendships, then that matters more, you know what I mean? Than than the winning and the money and the experience and the memories that, that when you leave this life, that's all you got left. Right. So the Wisconsin I, I, will be one. I, I've been wanting a reason to take my wife and kid up to Wisconsin Dells. So yes, that's, that's yeah, it's just north there. Twenty minutes north is the Wisconsin Dells, which, if you don't know, that's the touristy part of one of the touristy parts of uh, Wisconsin with all the water parks and the you know big hotels, the mini golf and the the boat tours. Tommy Bartlett, the, Air and Water Show, the duck yeah, all boats, the cool so. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun for the family. That's and then that was the idea behind all these stops. They're all picked for a reason. They actually all have a lot of cool stuff for the families to do, and we even have a excursion. That's uh on happening on Saturday for the families. That's, you know, for all the the kids and families that are coming. That my wife will be kind of leading, whether it's a hike or they're going to see. Oh, a, really? Uh, historic site or something that's unique about the area. You know what I mean? It's it's getting people together like that during the day before they head to the festival for the families is is pretty cool. So they're all kind of picked for a reason. That's awesome. But Sauk Prairie itself, I'll tell you this, I've been there and visited the town and it's similar to Tawanda, Pennsylvania, that everything's right on the water. Like the brewery and the pizzeria and the bowling alley that we're going to have our after party in and be right across the street from, from the brewery for the opening ceremonies. So I'm sure people will go bowl and, and have fun at the, the Riv is what it's called. The Riv, the Riviera pizza and bowl on thursday after the opening ceremonies and the wilderness fishing game is there that has uh all kinds of like hunting and fishing everything you could eat it's a big outdoor store everything all the supplies you need it's literally all right there and it's all right on the river so our kayak demos are going to happen there it's all going to be tons of fun that's going to be one of the best events of the year for sure and you're going to someone will catch someone's going to catch like a six pound smallmouth and and or largemouth i mean big largemouth too but i know there are giant of both species, but I, I've heard, I mean, I've even seen some sevens that have come out of that area. So wow. they're in there. They're in there. And and actually in the reply to Christine's comment on my uh, Facebook post, two people posted like 21 inch smallmouth that look as tall as they were long, uh, you know, talking about how, you know, how good that area is. So yeah, it's, it, I'm so excited, man. Cause every one of them, I can't imagine because knowing what I know about the venues and the fisheries and I just can't imagine anyone like missing any of them. Cause it's, they're just going to be so incredible, but uh, people have lives and schedules. And so that most likely, you know, people are going to fish one to three, which is by the way, our minimum for AOI uh, is three. And we haven't mentioned there's a team, a two man team, or maybe we did mention that 
So Quite if you want to be an AY, yeah. you got to fish three events. You can obviously fish four or five, you know, all, all the regular season events, but it's your, it's, it's your two regular season, best two regular season events, which is just two plus the championship which is called Broodstock, which I don't know if I have that on my slide. Yeah, here it is. There's the logo. Broodstock is our championship. Um, I'm not going to announce where it is now. It, we have it pretty much done, but I'm not going to announce it quite yet. But it's going to be an exciting, very centralized location in the in the country, so very accessible for everyone who fishes all these other ones. And I'll be honest with you, if you live in Indiana or Illinois or Ohio or Kentucky or, you know, Tennessee, I mean, yeah, you're very close to all these in the sense that you're not, you know, you're not, you don't have one like right in your backyard per se. Right. Cause we've kind of are making yeah. a circle around uh, so far everywhere we've listed, but you're not far from going to two of them, you know, to, and then go to the championship for your third, which is very central for broodstock and broodstock is just to play on woodstock, but it's also broodstock. If you know anything about spawning bass, the fisheries and wildlife department, when they spawn the, the bass, they stock in all the lakes, right. They, they go and they shock up and they get the biggest females they can in males to, and they spawn those two together because their genetics are, you know, obviously going to get big. And they call that the brood stock. Their brood stock is what they use to, to, you know, spawn hatchery fish. So it's kind of a, it's a fishing term, but it's a kind of a play on the woodstock thing. So every, so 10 years from now, Dan, I can't wait to hear somebody say like, Oh dude, I remember I was at Broodstock one. It was incredible. We did this, this, and this, it was so much fun. And, and just the story. So that's, kind of our vision it's our remember all the classic. all the people in them bushes thing. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh man yeah i keep i use so, it all the time just because it's funny the bushes thing but someone's probably going to film themselves pushing somebody in the bushes now because of this I, and it's going to be on I the epic push somebody in the bushes before. <laughs> but the yeah. I, like yeah, yeah the, right, uh, so what, what what about camping oh yeah people are going to camp uh, uh, these for sure they're going to do a lot of. Are, are you uh, going to have like designated? Not, I know like AJ or Steve, they'll have like a designated hotel, campground, things yes. like that. Is, is that sort something of. that you're going to as well? Yeah, we'll have it listed on the website. We actually have a spot on the website that says recommended, recommended like lodging, um, campgrounds and, and lodging, and then also recommended things to do in the area like restaurants and breweries and bars, restaurants. There's going to be the places that we recommend. And that's a tourism department saying, you know, they're trying to put their best foot forward. They've got a lot of cool stuff yeah. going on in their town and you don't know the town. So you don't have time to drive around and figure out what's great. They're just telling you like, these are the coolest places in town, the most fun go to those. So if you follow what's recommended on the website, then you're going to, uh, you know, I think have a really good time. It's going to be hard to, to mess up um, for sure. But um, yeah, that's, so it's it's one fifty for the event, one hundred and fifty for the team event, but really seventy five dollars per person. Right. right, and you could just enter the team. So that's the idea. We want to make it low cost. So if you if you're like, hey, I don't want to enter in this whole spend two hundred twenty five bucks, just enter in the team division with your with a buddy, and you're only out seventy five bucks, and you're in the game. Okay, that that's it. And there's a lot of ways to win. You know, we've got a um, obviously big bass is always a prize, but we also have. Uh, a bounty bass. We're putting a huge bounty, and most likely it's going to be thirteen thousand dollars. If you catch this one fish that we tag, that we tag, it's got to be in the presence of the DNR and all this. And there's a lot of like insurance because it's an insurance policy we have to take out on this one fish, right? So I don't have to pay the thirteen thousand, but I have to pay insurance, uh, which is not cheap. But at every event, I got to pay in case somebody catches it, right? And then if somebody catches this thing the first year, I'm going to be kind of like happy for them but it kind of ticked off because my insurance is going to go way up and i may not be able to do it again but 
it's a cool concept. It's like a hole in one. You know what I mean? So you got cool things to yeah. fish for. And the other thing we didn't mention that's one of the coolest is the micro bag division is the smallest five fish with a minimum of five inches. So the micro bag is basically, let's say you're fishing a normal tournament and we've all been there, Dan. We've had a bad event. Oh, yeah. It's not going well. And you just pack up and you trunk slam and you pretty much just leave before the tournament's even lines out is even up and people just, or maybe you just leave right when it's over, but you're frustrated. You're having a bad day. You lost a bunch of fish, but the micro bag is the five smallest fish. It has to be between, uh, you can only score fish in the micro bag division. If it's five inches minimum and only up to 9.75. So basically you're trying to get the smallest five fish. You're trying to get 25 inches, a 25 inch bag. That's what you're trying to do. But here's the thing. When you're when you're fishing for small fish, Dan, as you know, you're going to get more bites. You're going to catch more fish. You're going to have fun because you're still catching fish in a tournament, and these fish matter. Not matter like oh, you're going to get a here's a here's a bag of lures or a couple baits. No, like it matters for like real money. A real amount of the the pot is going that direction to the micro bag because. I mean, maybe you just are somehow you just got outmatched by didn't have as much time to practice and maybe some ringers are in the tournament or, or whatever. Like there's, a, I mean, so many reasons people just, it may not work out for you in that tournament. You lost fish, just switch the micro bag division in the middle of, of day number, you know, two Saturday pull, or even pull out the net and go micro. Just go take your ultralight, get them ice rod, get, get a fly rod, whatever you got to do. Get your fuzzy dice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get that little, little uh, bait, the little dice bait, but uh, get that Z-Man micro finesse baits. Those are perfect for it. I mean, I've, I've been catching some real small ones testing it. It's harder to catch a five than it is to catch a six. It's harder to catch a six than it is to catch a seven and vice. It's the same thing on the upper end. It's harder to catch a 23 than it is an 18, right? It works the same way than reverse. It's harder because there's only so many fish that are still that small from the spawn. And it's harder to keep a five or six inch hooked because they have thinner mouths. They're like thin little paper. It's harder to actually just keep them hooked and get them in the boat. So it's easy to catch a 10, eight, nine and 10. Like uh, anybody can catch those on accident with throwing whatever bait, a net or even a little plopper or whatever. Try going down to fives and getting that. And it becomes a game within a game. And it disperses people that are all fishing the same waters that are not on top of each other anymore. If I'm trying to micro bag, I'm up some little creek that nobody who's trying to catch the biggest fish would ever even be thinking about because the fish that size wouldn't be there. So it's, it's letting all that water just get utilized, you know, to the fun for the fun of the event. And it makes your heart pound. Like, Oh my God, it's like, it's a five, it's a six. Oh, like and yeah. you're bringing it in. And, and when it gets in, you just can't believe it when it hits that five, which someone's going to catch a four or three quarters. It's going to be sad because they can't get it to touch five, but the catch board starts at five sometimes when they have logos on them sometimes. So we had to, plus we had to make a minimum so we could tell if it's the same fish, if, you know, for the, someone ever tried to score the same fish twice and we'll have all different rules. We'll get into it. I'm sure later in other podcasts and pre-fishing rules, we're going to limit people to four days, but they get to pick their four days within two weeks of the event. So if you live within oh, okay. two or three hours, again, for the working guy, if you live within two or three hours, go fish Saturday and Sunday, two weekends before, and then fish Saturday and Sunday again, the next, the weekend before, and then just roll right in on uh, Friday and fit and start fishing. I wish I had to do that on all trails for ones yeah. that, you know, like events are closer so i can go fish the weekend before and maybe one day of yeah. practice where i don't have to burn more vacation days you know? exactly that that's the whole idea and lo- just making it where more people because if you're pka and you do this full time you're going to be there the four days prior probably fish three or four days prior to the event of that week of you know monday tuesday uh-huh. wednesday thursday but you may be living you know hour or two away have a full-time job and and kids and family a lot going on and you just can't burn the vacation so we're letting you 
fish within two weeks to four days at your choice. I can get into it on other podcasts. People are going to say, yeah. how do you, how do you, you know, monitor that or whatever. And the same way they monitor the seven days now for Bassmaster or they monitored the three days of pre-fishing last year. You don't, it's a, it's an honor system thing. You only monitor it afterwards on the polygraph. But I, as a, a guy, if I had a, a family and only had so much time to pre-fish and let's say only got two days of pre-fish and knowing at least I know everyone else had just four and 99.9% of the people, I, I promise you they're following those rules. Anyway, they're, they're not purposely pre-fishing more. And even if they do, they still have to like, it still has to matter. Then they have to like go catch the fish to win the yeah. tournament. That all has to, all that has to happen to even get to the polygraph. We can find out if they, you know, did. but anyway, the point is, wouldn't you rather have, the majority of the whole field just have a day or two of extra pre-fishing than you, as opposed to just leave it unlimited and people can just fish yeah. as much as they want. And now you're competing against the entire field that has, a, or a bunch of the field has more days than you. Cause either way, you still have just two days, it, whatever your vacation days can allow or time off can allow. You still just have that. So it will work out better for um, just for everybody, even the PKAs. Cause if you know you can have unlimited time there, they're they're kind of feel like, well, I got to be there seven or eight or nine days. Yeah. Somebody else is going to be. So it actually gives them a break too, and, and so it's going to work out, I think, for everybody and be better. So the four practice days would be Thursday and before. So like yeah, Monday. Or so you would do if a whole it was week straight. There, if it was straight before Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, but starting within yeah, starting on the Saturday yeah. two weeks two weeks prior the Saturday two week two Saturdays prior right is when a two week window occurs where you can only fish four days within that two weeks so in other words you could still have local clubs could have tournaments on Saturday and Sunday two weekends prior or the weekend prior and no one would be breaking a rule of you know a pre fishing rule for this event does that make sense gotcha. so you could even pre fish yeah, Friday yeah. fish your local club oh, yeah. on Saturday. Uh, or pre fish two days, whatever, just as long as it's four total within that two week window, then you're good. So there you go. it just gets more people kind of like in the game with a real fair shot, and no one has some huge, you know, time advantage on the water than anybody else. If, if you know, and, and some people aren't going to be able to even make Friday, some people are going to treat Friday like a practice day because it's just a four hour window and it's only five fish. I don't know if we said this, five fish between Friday and Saturday. So you could blank on Friday, which which is why I say it could be a practice day. You know, I, I mentioned on another podcast, you know, Robert Weicker fished in Florida, the KBF event on Friday and like he'd never fished before, caught a 10 pounder. And yeah, he knew where to go fishing on tournament day. But in this series, think about it. If he went and just gambled for Friday, because it's only four hours, you, you can't do a 12 mile float on a river in four hours. You have to have a different strategy. You, you might do flat water that day. You might just go micro bagging that day. You might whatever you could do whatever you want on Friday's four hours, but it creates another strategy you have to kind of bring into play. And some people are going to a, not even be able to make it on Friday just because maybe their schedule doesn't allow, but that's okay. You can win a whole tournament in, in 30 minutes or an hour. You can catch, you know, we see that happen all the time. You just, when you're on them, you're on them. You can win the whole thing on Saturday only coming all the way back from zero, whether you actually miss Friday or you just zeroed on Friday. Cause you explored somewhere new or somewhere you thought was going to be good, but it was blown out and it wasn't good it gives you a chance to correct your error. So um, people that struggle with catching five fish or, or maybe don't feel as confident, you have a day and a half to do it now. And it's a 10 inch minimum, not 12 inch. So you get another chance to make sure you get five um, fish to just make what, sure you get that limit. What about the team deal? It has to be five and five or can one person catch all 10? It's going to be five and five. Yeah. It's got to be five and okay. five. 
if one if one person catches all 10 there's a good chance i mean there already is a good chance that if you win the individual division you're going to be cashing a check in the team division if you have a partner unless the partner bombs but if you want a team division there's a very good chance you caught more than just five that were good you know that that the bottom of your stringer is going to be higher than everybody else's bottom. So your 10 fish, if it was a 10 fish tournament, you probably would have won the 10 fish tournament too, most likely. Uh, but if you have a whole nother person and it creates a whole nother variable, they've got to do well too. So in a perfect world, we, we would love to see two different people, someone who didn't win the individual division win team. Yeah. But you know, there'll be times where someone sweeps it and that's fine. That's just part of the game. But, um, but there's still, obviously you get, we're paying out what, you know, well down into the field. So, you know, one person as good as they are, if, if Russ or whoever, if some big names show up guys, they're only going to take one spot. You know what I mean? That's all they can ever take. And uh, hopefully all the fun and festivities around this thing, the seminars, all the other ways you can win and reasons to be there, the charity and just the fun is, is hopefully uh, enough. And if you really, really want to fish even more, we have a side pot tournament sponsored by batteries plus stores side. Uh, it's called batteries plus Sunday. It's a side pot. You're just going to win gift card to batteries plus big, some big gift cards. It's only 20 bucks, but it's, it's uh, as soon as you check in kind of on tourney X, you got your, your time. I'm not sure if we're doing eight or six hours for it yet, but you just go from then. And then, so if you still want to fish more, you come all the way to it for a beautiful area. You sleep in after the, the after party on Saturday, you, it's only 20 bucks. You can still compete in a tournament on Sunday and even start at 10 AM. If you want, I mean, if you don't have to get anywhere by Monday, or if you live close enough, but if you want to just, you know, get there on Saturday and just show up to the festivities and not enter the event, just be there at the theater and the awards and the fun and see celebrity kayak fishing celebrities and people that, you know, you're fans of YouTubers and influencers and people that'll be there, then show up for that fun and just enter the side pot thing. Yeah. Get up at six in the morning and get on the water, you know, at seven and, you know, get that bite and win the side pot tournament, you know, and that those gift cards. So technically you could even just show up to that and actually be in the fun for just 20 bucks, I guess. Just show up for the party on Saturday night and then fish the batteries plus deal on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be so. And we'll, we'll recognize the top youth. We have a youth uh, lower entry fee for the youth, top youth and top female stuff like that. So there, we could go on and on. There's so much more that, you know, didn't even yeah. get a chance to talk talk well, about I, now. But, but before season starts, I'll have you back on to, to get everybody right. hyped up for it. Cause I, it sounds like great time to me. Like, bringing back old school kayak, you know, more than it does seem like the sport has went in one direction to, you know, tournament and being more serious sponsors, things like that. It's nice to have this too, yeah. you know, mimicking yeah. the bass boat, you know, the, the template that the bass boat world set for, for us that, that obviously is working well for the bass boat world, you know, it's done well. So it doesn't, it's not a bad thing to follow that template, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Those guys are, have got it and they're doing such a great job. I mean, I, I enjoy fishing, the Bassmaster and the Hobie and the KBF stuff so much, man. I, I love it, which is why I'm only doing six of these so I can still fish, you know, more uh, myself. Um, and that's the only way I could do it. I said, all right, I can, I think, like you said, given all that, like my resume, what I've done, I was like, I know I can pull this off and do something really cool, really unique, really fun for everybody. And it can benefit the whole kayak fishing community, the whole, all of us, you know, like no one should be, we get into this little bubble where people want to be, you know, Oh, take sides, this and that. It's like, I don't know anybody who could, you know, not see what we're doing and what we've kind of talked about as like, we really generally want to just grow this and make this 
bigger and more fun for everybody. All the other trails. I'm friends with all those directors. I love them to death. And uh, I've invited them to come to all these tournaments and we'll get them on the stage and let them talk about, you know, the Hobie series, the Bassmaster series. Let's promote it. Let's get them. Let's, let's get people other opportunities. Cause again, we're only, you know, six locations a year and only once in each region. So there's lots of other opportunities out there. AJ, Steve and Chad. I mean, they can all fish. They can come out and win win one too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I know we're both working. I'll, I'll have you on for too long. We'll talk about it again before season starts, but man, I appreciate I know me and everybody else. We appreciate you doing it and another trail, another option out there and a great time. Bring your family. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's going to be fun. All right, dude. Be good. All right, guys. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Oh, well, where, where can everybody find? Oh, well, yeah, I, when the website goes live, it will be um, kayakadventureseries.com. And right now we're just on Instagram and Facebook and maybe somewhere on YouTube. But there's not a ton like up there you know, about it yet, but that's where you can follow us to start getting as more information starts coming out and more sponsors. And our hashtag is chase the wild. Cause that's what we're all about. So uh, yeah, go chase the wild with us in 2024 and later this month to just, you know, the website is, is pretty sweet. I'm excited about seeing all the feedback and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hopefully I, I feel like it. And everyone said that it's just very clear, very, understand when to be where what's going on and not, too complicated because i want to do something cool but the one thing we don't ever want to do is make it too overwhelming complicated and overwhelming right so cool well thanks for for listening everybody and and we'll see you all again next one later all right